Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we will start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic it is that they bought to me that week. A special thanks to Capital Factory in downtown Austin, Texas, which is where this episode is being recorded. This week, I am joined by my guest, Cody Wayne Eastman. Cody is a cisgender gay male using he-him pronouns, and he'd say he's defined by the love that he gives. He tries to remind himself each day that we don't know where we are meeting someone in their day or life, and we have the opportunity to meet them there and try to elevate their situation. Sometimes it just takes a hug and a smile to brighten someone's day. When it comes down to it, his life for the last year has been crafting experiences that fuse his passion of people and technology and working to build the Employee Resource Group, or ERG, culture inside his workplace in Austin. His mission is to always create change and visibility wherever possible. Hi, Cody. Hey, Bree. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well, you know. <laughs> It's Living not your best life? I am. I put on, again, the red lipstick that Catherine talked about is my new, like, signature lip color. I'm not um, mad about it. I'm coming off of a gala, gala weekend where I wore Ralph Lauren. Okay. So, you know, she's feeling she's fancy. Bougie. Very bougie. I will ag- acknowledge that I am bougie. Um, and I get to sit down and hang out with you, which we haven't done in a long time. It's been um, a while. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on about you, who you are, how you got to Austin? Uh, I was born here. Okay. It was one of those unicorns. Born, <laughs> in Austin, born in Austin, raised in the country about 30 minutes, and then I've met your beautiful face through Dang. friends I'm sure we'll talk about on our topic today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah. We'll sure see. will. We'll I'm see. sure it will. Yeah, Cody and I met <laughs> almost three years ago now. Almost four. I've been no, almost four. Yeah, right when you moved to the city. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been here all almost the tea. four years. Got all of it. Um, yeah, we've been friends ever since, and still going strong. So happy almost four-year anniversary. <laughs> Um, So speaking of that, our topic for today is morning friendships, which has been a thing in my mind a lot lately, actually. Um, For those of you who know me from my last podcast, Queer For It, um, I left that podcast after um, the folks over there and I had a falling out. Um, Like I've said before, I wish them nothing but the best, but people just grow when situations happen. Um, And here we are. Um, I think as we get older, and we continue to live our lives, we start to evaluate um, the relationships we have in them. My grandma always says, you are the company you keep. Mm, Um, So true. And it's no shade. Like, just people grow apart and we do different things. Like, you might not be friends with the people you were friends with in high school or six years ago. Like, you just continue to change and grow as a person. Um, But what really got me is when I stopped being friends with those folks on that show, I was very sad about it. But I felt like I wasn't allowed to mourn those friendships. Like, 
if you have a breakup with a partner or someone dies or you lose a job, like you get so much space in society to mourn an actual like loss of someone right. who is romantically or uh, familiarly connected to you. But if it's platonic or just a friendship, you aren't given that much grace and leeway and freedom to actually cry. Like I cried about that friendship with one person in particular every day for a month, if not two. Oof. Like what just could not move forward. Like I would go and like still do things and keep it moving. But for those of you who don't know, I've, I've suffered like loss and I are not strangers. Like I've suffered a lot of loss and heartache and trauma in my life. I think it's why I'm able to be so vulnerable and honest now, but you know, having lost dear friends to, suicide or drug overdoses losing my mom to cancer like those in that space you're given so much freedom to mourn but i don't think people us as in society don't give folks that space to to mourn platonic relationships that end with friendships that mean so much to us like there's there's no guidebook to that sort of grief it's true and it's interesting that like you said there's not always that space there Mm -hmm. but sometimes those relationships have more weight than 100 percent relationships where you're actually dating someone like depending on where you are in your journey with where that loss is or what that loss is like you and I of course have known each other for a while and there have been some we'll call them morning friendships but Mm -hmm. they have returned like yeah John who was on a while ago um him and I had a falling out years ago and it's just Matt and I live together and I am not the best roommate I'm not the cleanest person always but I think there was just so much going on in our friend group at that time. And it was kind of the idea of sides and trying to make sure we were supporting one person, but also supporting the core person. But I think sometimes when we take the space, we get to grow. Like hearing John come on your show a couple episodes ago and talk, like literally texted him and I couldn't be more excited to see where he's at. Yeah. to see the things he's doing and also like addressing things because as we grow, we then get to take different lenses to things. And I think you have to move from group to group to be able to change point because if you stay with the people that you're with, you will grow stagnant. Yeah. Um, if they're not challenging you anymore, that is sometimes why you move out of friendships as well um, or relationships. But it's an interesting thing. Uh, I think it's hard sometimes. Yeah. And like listening to you think about like letting go of things like I have – like, I've known John since I was 12. Like, right. that's probably my longest platonic relationship. Um, and I think about, like, when him and I had falling out, like, it was always the space of, like, okay, we as people are growing, but our friendship relationship, if you will, is also growing. And, like, what does that look like? What right. like, What's that dynamic? My godparents have been married for over 30 years, and I always think about their advice of, like, Whenever you get into, like, a relationship, no matter what it looks like, it's you have to understand that things are going to change. Three things are going to change. You, the person you're in the relationship with, and the relationship itself. Like, yep. that dynamic is going to change as you continue to grow. So I think about it that way, too, of, like, when you're in these relationships, like, at, you're both growing, but also, like, growth doesn't mean maturity. And I think a lot of people <laughs> conflate the That's two so of, true. like... I can be sitting here growing and doing different things and constantly changing, which I think me personally over the last four years, I've changed completely. Like I am not the same person who moved here. And so I think about that. Like I have friendships back home. There's three girls that I'm still really close with and we talk every single day. 
But there's people who I've known longer than them who I don't talk to just because as I grow, we don't you don't mesh the same way. And it's right. nothing like, again, no shade to any of them. It's just you as a person continuing to move forward. Um, and it's do we want to continue to grow and mature in the fact of like when John and I would have a falling out, like after like two months, we're like, what, what are we even arguing about? Like we have been friends like there's that investment in it already of like right. we have been literally through the fire together like are we really going to let some bullshit fight that we had about the dumbest thing ever rip that apart? Um, And then there's also this thing of like, I'm the type of person who will apologize even when I'm not wrong just to save a relationship, just to keep things going. And I don't, and it's, I have found that that's because I I have suffered so much loss and I know how fickle life can be and nothing, no, nothing's ever promised. Like tomorrow, tomorrow tomorrow could never get here for me. Right. So every day I'm like, am I doing, am I being a good friend? Am I being a good person? Am I being a good coworker? And I think that comes from knowing that tragedy can strike at any moment. Like I could be gone in a minute and you just don't know. So I think about that too in friendships and mourning relationships and mourning friendships of like, what does it mean to you if it's not if you being in these friendships isn't to a detriment to your well-being then I say continue it but I've also been dealing with some stuff lately of I'm about to be 30 it's 2020 who it would even know though that I'm about to be 30. still looks like you're 22 <laughs> 23 and I don't want to hear it well, I'm about you to be 30. young child you <laughs> black don't crack oh, I'm about no, to be 30 blessed. And I'm really trying to not fall into this, like, cancel culture, but in regards to friendships. Like, after losing that really important friendship last year, um, and, you know, for me, like, I lost those friendships. I broke up with the person I was seeing. Right. Started seeing someone new, then they broke up with me. Like, just a lot of different endings. And so for me, it was like, okay, I need to really evaluate what friendships and relationships mean a lot to me. So I've been very intentional this year of making sure I'm spending time and making time for people in situations that matter. Like, I'm the kind of person who will literally go to, who will have a very booked day and still make five minutes to stop by something just because someone asked me to and I think it's important for me to show up and I'm trying to get better about saying no i hate saying no to things girl preaching to the choir yeah i knew i I can not say no so like having to learn to be very intentional of the time i'm spending and the people i'm aligning myself with because like i think about the circles that i'm in if it's at work or with the board that i sit on or just around austin my aunt jokingly calls me the socialite and i I just laugh about it um but thinking about those things and like Someone said the other day, like, you have a lot of friends. And I was like, no, I know a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends. There are a lot of people I hang out with. But I think that the word friendship is too easily given. And last year was really me understanding understanding that not everyone deserves the privilege of being your friend. And knowing that, like, I can show up. I can be very nice to you. I can know you to a certain level. But if shit hit the fan, if I can't call on you in that moment, you I don't consider you a friend. I consider you someone I know. True. But if I can't depend on you and I can't rely on you to be there in a moment's notice, then what are we doing? You're like an acquaintance, honey. You're an acquaintance. You're someone I know. And I think that's been coming up a lot for me because of being here for 
only four years and being involved in so many things, I have my hand in so many things. Right. Um, and I don't want to be that person. But now, like, it's starting to come out that people are like, using me as a way to get into situations like yeah i'm friends with brian i'm like i know them <laughs> like and not to You're be like, shady. i know your name yeah and not to be shady it's just like i all i have is my word and my name true and i can't have someone out here saying that we are connected or using my name for quote unquote clout and then it coming back to me and me looking stupid of like i don't know what they're talking about right. like I'm the kind of person, like, if you need advice, if you need a hand, if you need these things, just ask me, but don't just assume I'm going to do it. And I think that's another thing. Maybe we'll, we'll just talk about friendships in this episode of just, like, the the importance of them, but then also the importance of walking away and the morning of that as well. So No, and I feel all of that because I think a lot of it, like, when you break it down, any relationship, you have to protect yourself. Yeah. It has to edify you. It has to build you. It needs to challenge you because yeah. if it is a relationship that just basically says yes to everything, there's going to come a point where you need to split ways because they're not going to challenge you. Right. And I think within a good relationship, like speaking on like the relationships of time, like how much m- time you have invested into someone, I think will then give you a different direction to go when shit does hit and the And time fan. doesn't equate to value. Okay. This is true. Yeah. I just wanted to. No, it's it's very true because like you said, like I have people that I would still be friends with from high school, but like if shit goes wrong, am I going to call them? No. Right. Like, and like you said, I'm sorry, but to tell you when you hit 30, shit's going to get any, even more interesting. And it's Great. not, not in a bad way, but I feel like our twenties are so, they're so built around discovery, especially yeah. depending on when you come out. So I know yeah. you were still freshly out. Yeah. 20, it was 26. I came out when I moved here. So I've only been out for like four years. Yeah. See, you still got a tons of stuff to explore, honey. But even like in the 10 years of me being out, there are very few people that are still standing with me. Mm. Um, and I think on the journey of coming out and discovering, especially you may come out as one thing, but then you move into the queer space. You yeah. may move into transitioning. There's so many variables that happen. These people who were there at the beginning may not be there at the end because yeah. they're not one built to support you at all times. And they're not there to let you grow sometimes. Like, just like flowers or like greenery, sometimes mm. you got to move around to get the good stuff. And I think I've been through relationships. Like, there was an ex that I dated, and it's still somebody I would call like a best friend. But basically, what happened was it was called to my attention that something was going on, and like the sixth sense of like, oh, I know something's happening. Mm. Lo and behold, like, I approached so called best friend and be- to say, like, hey, what's going on with this? Like you and the person that I'm trying to rekindle with, like y'all are hanging out more, y'all are talking. And it was a line of like, oh, he's giving me workout tips. And I was like, interesting, because you're not working out, but Whew. not to throw shade. I mean, the tea um, is hot, the tea is hot. Well, and then I felt one of those moments like Left Eye Lopez when she burned that bitch's house down. Like I went through the phone, went through the computer. I had my moment, mm-hmm. but all the receipts were there. Yeah. Painting me as a bad person, saying I didn't deserve it. Um, another best friend that was in this circle of like, we were always seeing each other was basically being a proponent for like, oh, you should do this. He would do it. And I was like, oh, so this is what you think of me. Mm. Um, basically to find out like they'd fooled around and it turned into this notebook ass thing where we were on this bridal shower that I didn't want to be on. And she's going to listen to this. I, we can talk about it later. This is the tea, but it's just, that's never been rehashed. And it's something that I probably won't ever spend time back into because 
that was a turning point for that relationship to mourn, to say, cool, we got to where we are, but where we're going forward, I don't think I'd ever let you back in my corner. Yeah. For the safety of myself and the safety of my house, like, I feel like you're going to be like the viper in the house just waiting. And through that, like, yes, that's a relationship that I still have pain to this day because I started dating someone I should have never started dating. Mm. This situation pushed us to extremes to be like, oh, I'm going to drive to see you and like apologize. And it was very like notebook-esque. It was raining. He took me to get donuts. A fat bitch left some donuts and chocolate milk. It was great. But then like the whole relationship was built on this inkling of there was this distrust. Yeah. And like I'm one to forgive really quickly, but I'm not one to forget. And if I see red flags again, I'm one also to be like, sorry. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I have to protect myself. Yeah. It's like that I wish you well, but also miss me with that bullshit. Like, I hope all your dreams come true. I hope you find the person who She said hello person. from the other side. Uh, hello. Adele said it first, people. Like, I, I always feel like when friendships end, people think they have to end in this really dramatic, uproarious way. Or there's, like, right. some drama behind it. Or you did this. Or this thing happened. It's just like... No, I could just choose not to be your friend. Like, right now I have a friend who is going through some tough times. Right. And I'm really trying to find the patience and grace for them because I know the situation isn't forever. Right. But I also know that I do not have the capacity and space in my life to have enough patience for them. Um, so it's been a lot of, like, me figuring out, like, what that looks like to, like, make space and then also, right. like, take space for myself. And it's, like... Do I acknowledge and be like, hey, I love you, but right now I cannot do that because I don't want them to feel like they don't have anyone. But it's also right. like you don't want to put this pressure. Like you shouldn't be the only person that's this everything for this one person. And so it's dangerous. It's a lot of space right now of like how and no one even ever teaches you this. Like how do you navigate friendships right. and be sure that you are setting boundaries, but still like showing up and what does showing up look like? And Alicia and I talked about that on our episode of like, how do you be there for a friend and not do it to the, det- the detriment of your own well-being? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think of friendships that, that have ended in like huge, big ways. And then I'm just like, wow, that was over the top for no reason. Um, and then like 20 years later, like now we've like, we're finally, we can talk and it's just like, we were a drama in high school and like you just right. grow and don't talk for six years. Um, and then I have a friendship that I'm not going to cry about. Um, Girl, are there tissues? <laughs> I'm good. Um, she was my best friend in college. Like we were always together, attached at the hip, like, I, she, we had talked about like being each other's wedding, like the whole girl thing of like right. this whole like big thing. And, um, after a really good friend of ours died unexpectedly, mm. I, she was seeing someone new and she was the kind of girl who like gave up everything to be with someone like somewhat had her own personality when she was single, but then like all that would go away so she could fit into the world of her partner. Right. And so she starts seeing someone, they, everything's going well with them. And I, ha- I'm the one who calls her to let her know that our college friend died. She didn't right. answer my phone call. So I text her. I was like, hey, can you call me when you get a minute? I have some news to tell you. She's like, you can just text me. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, this person passed Oof, away. And a text. And she goes, okay, thank you for letting me know. Didn't call, didn't check. And, like, we were. Bitch, I would have deleted her phone number. The, like, and the three of us were always together. Like, we lived in the same dorm. Like, we were all, like, one floor apart. Like, we were always together during that year of college. Right. Um, Turns out, like, she's now married to this person that she was with, never got an invite to her wedding, haven't talked to her in six years. 
she's also now pregnant. So she's about to have a baby. And she's living in the place where she always wanted to live. And it's like, I wouldn't even, like, know her now. Like, right. if we saw each other on the street. So I think there's that thing, too, of, like, friendships that end in, like, you have no say in them. Like, people, obviously, are welcome to just walk away. But just, I, I, that's one that still gets me of, like, what happened? What, what went on? Like, could I have changed anything? Like, and I've, right. like, tried to reach out. I've tried to done this. And I even said, again, I was like, I'm sorry if I ever did anything, but I'm just completely blindsided. Right. And I've talked to some other people of, like, no, like, she just cut us all out when she started dating this this person. That right. she's now, that's not her husband. Um, so thinking about that, too. And when you made the point of, like, relationships, like, when that big breakup happened and there was, like, person A and person B and I was like, well, whose side are you going to choose? Right. And I'm like, well, I've known one of them longer. Right. But I'm closer to the other one. The one I'm closer to has been a better friend to me lately. But it's like, am I disloyal? Because I was still young then. Am I disloyal if I don't pick the person I've known the longest? Right. And I think that's when I first got, like, moving here and that big thing happening when I first moved here put a lot of stuff into perspective about what I consider friendship of, like, person a who like was this whole big personality a lot going on right. um and who i had known longer essentially said to me like if you pick person b you and i are longer friends and i was like well i get that you are hurting but i don't understand what that has to do with me right like i have i have the capacity to be friends with both people who break up right no matter who i've known longer um just because, again, as a person who has suffered loss, and I think it's also a very queer thing of we hold on to people really tightly because 100%. we know what it is like to feel very alone. Right. So if you're – I lost my mom when I was 15. My dad and I stopped talking when I was 18. We're kind of getting back into having conversations. And I'm queer. So now it's just like all these things of like, yes, I have a very healthy, happy family who support me, but right. having suffered so much loss between – I think the first person I remember dying, I was seven years old. Like, I first remember going to a funeral. It's like, I am not a stranger to loss. And so, like, with me, it's like, I try to hold on to so many people as I can. But to hear that person be like, I have to question your loyalty, which for me is like you slapping me in the face. Like, I feel like I'm one of the most loyal people. And I think it's because I know what it's like to have no one. So I try to do so much. So that was a really big thing for me. I was like, if you have to question my loyalty, we don't need to be friends. Like, there's nothing less for us the to talk The foundation of what our friendship should be on. Because if I'm not loyal, door. that means you don't trust me. And if you don't trust me, then what are we doing here? Because right. if if that's the whole situation at hand, you don't you don't want to be my friend is what, I, is what I'm hearing for you. So right. we can go. Wish you the best. But I'm not going to sit here and put myself out here and try to keep trying to prove to you that I'm in your corner. One honestly, I think you're a little <laughs> off the off the edge when you did this. Um, but with that, I was trying to still remain in that friendship space. And then, like, a really good friend of mine, he's moving here from Connecticut. I've known him since college. Um, all these Connecticut babies here. Very excited that he's moving here. Um, but he, he and I have been friends since I was 18, so 12 years now, which is insane. Damn. Um, so I met him my freshman year, and then the girl he ended up dating, I had met her the same time I met him. But we, his name's Chuck, and I got really close my freshman year. Um, and his girlfriend and I had met through other people. <clears throat> we uh, we developed a friendship. Right. Um, but then right before I moved to Texas, they broke up. And with Chuck and I having always been closer, like, our communication didn't change at all. But, right. like, 
she handled their breakup a little more rough. Um, so with me, I like to give space. Like I'll check in here and there, but it's not the constant. Cause I'm like, you don't want to be constantly reminded that your relationship is over. Right. So a couple, maybe like a year after I moved here, I reached out to her cause something popped up in my mind and she was like, Oh, we're not friends anymore. And I was like, okay. Oh. She was like, you picked him when we broke up. She's like, I had no idea you were moving. I had no idea all these things were happening. I'm like, I told you I was leaving. Right. I invited you to my going away party. I like it wasn't a secret that I was leaving, but People rather hear what they want to hear. But rather than you reaching out to me, being like, "Hey, see, so you're moving. Like, maybe we can get together before you leave." Right. And then I connect with you again, and you are like waiting for a moment for you to basically rip me a new asshole. Right. So I also think about that too, of like mourning friendships that you had no say in that were over, and the balance of like when friendships, like when people break up. How do you navigate that? Which we'll talk about after the break. And we're back. We're going to move on to talking about what the situation and dynamic is when Two of your friends break up and the ripple effect from that. I listening. Yeah. I just went through this of two friends broke up and one of them decided that I wasn't there for them in the way they needed me to be. And that's why that friendship ended. Um, Although I feel like I did all I could do. I mean, and also like if you don't tell me what you need, I can't be there. Right. Um, Or like I was trying to be there and like would get pushed back. So, yeah. And I think the ripple effect really big of like person a and b we were just talking about and like when that when those two broke up the ripple effects of that went down like so we were, alphabet we're like a very big clique of people at the time and i think i had been here maybe a year when they broke up so like i was still semi new yeah that was right when i moved here which Damn. is insane so i had like come in i had known a for a while i had known a girl you came in some fresh like gossip girl bullshit listen i was next just showing level up. real world austin bear scene which quick sidebar if they ever make a real world austin i'm signing up oh i don't doubt that i would watch i want to also be on big brother so anyone who's looking for people to do cast i don't even know i don't understand that show well, and well, i know that you'll love episode. it okay that's fine but the ripple effects of that of like person a had a lot of people who like worked at his restaurant with john and then, like, all that stuff happened. And then person B... Girl, that restaurant going south, like... Woo, child. People, I hate to be that person, but it's... I I don't think I'll ever go into business with a friend after watching that fall apart. My rule has always been if you and I can't play Monopoly together and it get really fucking heated... I don't heated, play Monopoly with friends. And I take you to the cleaners, then we can't go into business. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to money, money and friendships don't always sit together. Like, Hello. yes, you can build some trust on that. But when it comes to money and running a business... You were business partners. You heard it here first, folks. Girl. <laughs> Cody and I tried All to these Austin businesses. Some like, lessons. Let's get into business with our family. Not today, Satan. You can back the capital, but if this is my plan, we're going with my right. plan. Yeah. So I know you wanted to talk about this rippling, because I feel like you felt very in the middle, because you were friends with both of them. And I feel like B wanted you to be there, but never told you how to be there for them. Yeah. And I think... It's interesting looking back at it from this perspective, especially being in the heat of that thing. Mm -hmm. 
B had been there for me, and he's probably one of the first people I met when I moved and like kind of came out mm-hmm. when Rusty Spurs was still a thing, which people listening to this have no idea no what it is. I have no clue Rusty Spurs. It was the country western gay bar <laughs> where people used to two-step and... Hold on, quick, quick, quick Google. Keep quick, going. I don't even know if... I don't even... It's probably Rusty all taken. What? Rusty Spur. Um, but I was a new gay, came out, me and B were hanging out, and just... He was a good person, but as we know, this friend of ours can be very... Who the hell put a gay bar on 7th? Oh, girl, it used to be great. Okay, continue. The food trucks were right there. The only thing, the homeless people used to come in, and it was... People experiencing homelessness. People, my bad. (laughs) Thank you. Let me roll back. (laughs) Education at its finest. But it was a good place, especially (laughs) for South By. But it was interesting when all that happened because me and the other person were living together at the time because I loved them. I still love them. Um, he's still someone, if he called me today, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. Right. And I think we still have that same relationship. Yes, we had to go through some bullshit to get back to it. But at the time, I think levels were elevated. There were so many ripple effects of like, who's this person hanging out with and this person. And Mm. it's, if you don't tell me that I can't do something, I'm never going to assume because my nature is to try to take care of everyone around me. And even if it is trying to help someone with something small, if that offends you or like, put you off, you have to let me know. Yeah. Because I can't fix it until I know. And I think there were a lot of assumptive things going on at that time. And, like, we finally squashed it. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, He's in an incredible place. He's an incredible person in general. Like, both him and the other partner now, which we're just using our letters and not... A and B. (laughs) But, and I wish A best. I don't know what they're doing, but God willing... You do it. We'll, we'll talk about it offline. We'll clap for you for <laughs> Jesus. But I think the other person on the end ended up with someone who was really celebrating them. Yes. And one of my always worries when he was in that relationship is if you're not getting what you need at the end of the day and they're not celebrating what you need as a person, mm-hmm. it's not a healthy relationship. Because, yes, you go into relationships with people that have differences. And the same thing with friendships. Like you and I, we share music for passion mm-hmm. or the passion for music. But... I may have someone who shares engineering. Does it mean we can't be great friends? No. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to want to do calculus problems and stuff. Probably not. Right. But, like, I celebrate that for them. But if you're in a relationship with somebody that tears that down for you and thinks it's stupid and they talk negatively, like, it's not a place to be. It's not doing anything for the foundation of the relationship. There's something I have seen and kind of been holding true to my heart lately. It's if your friend isn't rooting for you, they aren't your friend. Mm. And that's plain and simple. It could be partner. It can be sibling. It can be right. fill in fill in the noun here. Right. If blank is a word, word rooting for you, then they aren't your blank. Like right. it, again, I think it's the thing of like we're trying to make everyone so happy and it's somewhat at the detriment of ourselves or like people who stay in relationships because it's just what they've known for this long. And I'm just Oof. like, terrifying. I've been single way too long, and I same always the one to clap back. Like I'm sorry, but if you have this many problems and there are more problems than wins. Mm. Girl, bye. Close the door, get in your car and drive. I'd rather be alone and happy than with someone and miserable. Amen. We'll talk about that in a minute. Girl, I've got Pan 888 (laughs) down the street from my house. Sabrina's going to be on Netflix. I'll be fine. Give me carbs. Girl, you keep your drama (laughs) over there. I'm better for it. Yeah, but I think about that a lot, too, of, like, with me and the relationship that just ended with the two people who broke up, of, like, I feel like now... your eyes open up to so much when you let that person go of how 
I feel as though, like I was putting in a lot of effort into that friendship. Right. And when it fell apart, I had a lot more free time. I realized that I had been, there's a saying that was like, we pay attention to the to the crap more than we pay attention to the good stuff. Right. It's like we are constantly trying to fix the bad stuff versus just letting the bad stuff go and focusing on the good stuff because right. it feels like you're not being a good person if you're trying if you're not trying to work on this relationship. It's like I put a lot of energy into trying to fix something that apparently was not able to be fixed. Right. Um and some of it came to the detriment of at the time I was dating someone and there was a constant point of conversation because I would just, again, I was just like crying about it all the time. And the person I was seeing at the time was like, you have so many good things and so many good people in your life that you need to let the situation go or it's going to destroy you. Because if you cry about this every day, you're never going to get over it. And it, with me, like whenever I go through a breakup, be it friendship, being be it relationship, I have to delete everything. Like I have to have no text, no email, no nothing. Oh. We're not friends on anything. Like Girl, I should have called you years ago because I would. That's saved. the friends I need. Oh. Like, um, I'm one who will try to remain friends with an ex partner, whoever it is. One of them, who I really tried, was this woman I was dating who's 11 years older than me. Yes. Um, and when we broke up, we like tried to be amicable about it. And then she started dating someone new. <clears throat> excuse me, who didn't like me apparently, which I'm like, you're almost 40. Live your life, girl. So I knew if I did not get rid of her phone, right. her email, all of our texts, and we weren't friends on any social media. Like I didn't follow her or anything. And then she made her account private, which I was like, perfect. I will continue to open that wound. And I hate that. Like girl, my, ex, pro- my ex probably listens to this. Like I still look at my ex's Instagram. He has a new girlfriend who has the same name as me, which I'm like. Mm. That's awkward. I mean, Brianna's a great person. It means the warrior in Celtic, so I'm not. Oh, him. okay. Um, but you know, I still am very regretful on how that relationship ended, and I hope he listens and hears this and knows that like I still love him very much, and I wish him the best, and I hope that this relationship works out and it's everything that he wants it to be. But like, I still re- deleted our text. I yeah. still follow him on Twitter, and I don't follow him on Instagram or anything. I think. I'm slowly working through ending that because it wasn't right. a big, like, huge blow up of a thing. It was just like, this isn't working out for me. I need to let this go. And, like, he was trying to make things work. And we were just in very different places in our lives. Again, I think he's a great person and maybe one day it'll work out. But anyway. Right. But I think about that of, like, I'm the kind of person when things end, like, I need to delete everything. So, like, the people when I stop being friends, like, I don't follow them on Instagram anymore. Right. I unfriended them on all the social media. I removed all of our text messages. I deleted their numbers out of my phone. And it's not to be shady. It's just to... It's a cleansing method. Hold myself accountable. And to to keep my sanity. Because if it's in there, I'm going to want to keep messaging right. you. I'm going to want to keep reaching out to you. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think about that of, like, when things end, we have to also center the fact of, like, we have to hold ourselves together first and what does that look like of making sure that like we are keeping ourselves whole in a situation that we have every right to fall apart in and mourn and be sad about Um, my friend christina always said you have five minutes like give yourself five minutes to completely fall apart and then know that in Mm. the next five you have to bring yourself back up and then continue your day that's good 
Yeah, this is all my friends and I do all day is like send inspirational shit to each other. Girl, I need yeah. you to blow up my text because <laughs> we'll add you to the group. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you you're allowed five minutes, and I and I hold myself very close to that too as well. Like, the people are like, how do you get through your life? I'm like, I read a lot of quotes, a lot of inspirational shit. I do a lot of meditation. Like, there's a lot of centering that happens right. throughout the day. Um, but yeah, and also like to get back to the when friendships break of like my really good friend <laughs> Casey. <laughs> broke up no. him and his boyfriend broke up Girl. and i just ran into it where's his. my fan at can i clock the fan what? and him and his ex broke up a couple months ago and i ran into his ex at the gala this weekend and like their relationship wasn't ideal but i was raised by very polite southerners in the north and so like when i say something it's not like me being like southern shady it's right. like me honestly like being like hi how are you it's not the bless your heart that means it's not fuck the ble- you. Yeah, not the go fuck yourself, bless you, bless your heart. Um, so I walked in and I saw him first. Right. And then I saw him see me and the fear that like came over his face. <laughs> and I don't think I'm a scary person. Not at all. But I, I just think it depends it's like, on the look on your face. But I also sometimes. know that I, I, like people know I'm no bullshit. So right. I think it's just like. He didn't know what to do in that situation. And I think this goes back to, like, the other ripple effects of, like, do you say hi? Are you polite? Are you – like, when I say hi to someone, it's not me being shady or fake or what have you. It's, like, right. me being an adult. I see you. I see you. See me. See you. Obviously going to say like, hi. You can't make it awkward because, like, yes, right. it's easy to say hello to someone. Right. But it doesn't mean you have to go have tea or dinner right. with them. Like, and hang out the whole cordial. night. Be like, cordial. So I walk up to him. And I go, hi, it's good to see you, like making eye contact, right. all the things. He didn't look at me. He goes, hi, Brie, good to see you too, and just walked uh, away. No. And he's almost in his damn near 40s. And I'm like, that as Age my... Age means nothing. Correct. Growth and maturity are not the same. Girl. But as my godfather always says, like, that's your stuff. Right. Like, you not being able to move forward with your life, and this has nothing to do with me, is all on you. And so that night I was like... This has not. He doesn't hate me. Right. He is upset with the fact that I am still close to this person. He's no longer close with. Right. So I think about that too, like the ripple effects of like when friendships end, like this whole like picking sides thing. Right. I've never understood, and I still don't understand it. Of like, you bring this person into my life. Right. Ask me to be nice to this person. We become friends. We kiki. We hang out. You two decide to no longer be together. And then you got to stop. And then I have to stop, even though they did nothing to me. Right. I still love you. Right. So why do I have to break this? Right. And it's not, a, again, I don't think it has nothing to do with loyalty. I can be loyal to you and hang out with you and not say anything to this right. other person and vice versa. Like, still vote on both sides. You two are no longer together. You don't need to, if you ask me a question about this person, I'm not going to tell you and vice versa for them. And I set that tone really early. Right. But you just assuming that I'm going to drop this person when they did nothing to me and they didn't cheat on you. They didn't beat you. They didn't like do anything that would make me hate them. Right. Just because not just because because you are heartbroken. I get the fact that you don't want to maybe see photos of us hanging out or what have you. But it's also like I'm an adult and I can hang out with who I want to hang out with. And I get that you are hurting and I want to give you space for that and grace. But as Christina says, you get five minutes. <laughs> and Girl, I'm about to write this on my fucking <laughs> computer. And I don't know what to tell you after that. Like, right. I'm trying. We're all just trying to do the best we can when it comes to friendships. 
Well, it's so true. And it's so funny because like you and I kind of found ourselves in that spot mm -hmm. because when that fallout did happen for me on that side, like you were a connection point to everything yeah. and you and I got very close and it's just like, okay, like I'm not best friends with this person anymore. And I'm not pretty much best friends with this person yeah. because they're now a couple and like, I have to back out of this yeah. and I have to do what's healthy for me. But like you and I still had time to be cordial. Yeah. We still got lunch and still got drinks. And I think it's one of those hard things is like, if someone breaks up, especially for me, the same thing, it's like, I will tell both of them. I don't want to talk about either right. of you. That's none of my business. Right. Like why you broke up, even if I was in between it or I knew about it, it's not my business anymore. Right. Like this is split. This is something new for both of you. This is a different relationship for us now, but let's build on our relationship and yeah. not your past relationship. Yeah. I want to remain as neutral as possible. Right. And I think about that too. Like my really good friend, Marilyn just broke up with her boyfriend like a couple months ago and the other day she's like I see you start friends with this person on Facebook and I was like girl I even noticed like I'll unfriend him right now and I, right. I was like I don't need him in my life like and I think that too like don't think that your friends automatically know what you need as the southerners say closed mouths don't get fed girl and I'm not able to read minds right. like with me not even thinking about like, oh, they broke up. Let me go find this person and unfriend them on Facebook because I'm like. When it's like you don't have the energy to put into that. It's I like. No idea. If we were doing that daily, we would be re unfriending people. Everybody. Like I have people who like still follow my ex on Instagram or like still friends with him on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have the energy to care. And I'm just like, he's not a bad person. Our right. relationship just wasn't what it needed to be at the time. Ooh, random question though. Sure. Do you, do you ever get friend ads from relationships that you were in where you're on their social media. Run that by me again? So basically this was, so my last ex, Andrew, which he probably will not listen to this, but also I'm a very open person and I'll talk about anything. So sure. if you have issues, you know where to come find me. Okay. Um, drop into my DMs. I'm dead. But basically even after we broke up, because actually we broke up last year, like on Valentine's Day. So <laughs> been single for almost a year, which it was fine. Like that relationship had to end. Mm -hmm. If that had not ended, I would not have done anything in the last year that I've done. Yeah. I wouldn't have started an employee resource group. I wouldn't have dove into different things that have actually made me want to stay in Austin. Like it needed to happen. Yeah. But there are still pictures of us on each other's social media. Mm -hmm. And when we were dating, it would happen. But I would get friend requests from people who then followed him and vice oh. versa. Does that ever happen to you still? Like, it's happened, I think, a couple times. It'd be like, y'all are cute. And it's like, we're not together. That's a while ago, honey. Check the date. No, but I still get the, the like, you're one person removed. Right. Like, his friends will pop up on the people you may know. And I'm like, I do, but no, thank you. This is not Kevin Bacon. I do not want to know you. It's like, hi, I'm sure you're lovely, but no. Remove. Yeah. Yep. No, I have never had that happen to me. I mean, also don't date really often. You know me. Right. Like, I'm, I'm really good at being single. It's, it's an art. Like, very good. I have a lot of platonic relationships that fill my life. So, right. like, and I've, I've talked about this. Like, I was a heavier kid growing up. So, like, I was never, I never saw myself as attractive. Like, this is, like, a new four-year thing lately. Same. Um, your girl's killing it today, though. I'll take a picture. Um, I mean, every day, though, I get on your Instagram to live through your outfits. I was literally in the car with Earlis, and I was like, bitch, did you <laughs> see what she was wearing? I was like, I went to her house the other day to talk through this project that we're going to be working on. And lo and behold, her Old Navy outfit pops up, and I am gagged. I'm dead. Fully gagged, <laughs> thirsty from the Sahara Desert. Like, the jumper, the fucking herringbone pants, like, Thank just you. living. And I was, I told him, I was like, 
what exercises do I need to do to get a butt like Brie? We'll talk about it offline. Because, ooh, child. We'll talk about it. Listen, you have to quick sidebar people, but butt exercise advice. I do four different exercises and 10 reps of them every mm. night before bed. Nothing strenuous. It's just consistency. Girl. Quick little Easter egg in the, po- in the was, episode. That was a today. sidebar, but girl, if you need to get on it, this is going to be your next uh, Instagram post. I forgot we were talking about <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? Uh, Please hold. I've become really good at being single. Like, I was never a person who, like, depended on my looks for things. And so, like, the last couple years, bringing relationships that, like, grow into romantic relationships are new in my life. Like, I was really good at being single. I don't date within friend groups. Smart. Very smart. Because then you don't have this ripple effect stuff that we've yeah. been talking about. And everyone's like, but if your friend has a crush on you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. Because then you break up and a bunch of drama happens for no reason. We don't My need it. does not date any of you. Right. And keep the relationships that mean a lot to me and have no drama and just keep pushing forward. So, right. It's yeah. also talking about, like, being single, though. Like, do you want someone to cuddle with at the end of the day? Yes. Do you want someone to, this is in a podcast where we won't get super, like. Sure dirty but like you need your needs filled like you need your back scratched all the things if above there's an itch somewhere baby but i've always struggled with the people that jump from relationship to relationship and when people get out of them like honey you need to give yourself 12 months you have to be a friend to yourself first what are you you looking for when you're doing that jump because i i asked people the same thing of like i have friendships who are serial monogamous right and we'll get out of relationships just to hop back into a new one. And I'm like, did you allow yourself to grieve? Are you afraid to grieve? And this is why you're jumping relationship to relationship. Like, with me, I have gotten to a point where I am my friend. Like, right. that is the most important relationship is the one I have with my fr- myself. And it's right. not selfish. It is not conceited. It's just like, f- you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. RuPaul. Girl. <laughs> and no one knows what you need like yourself. Uh, say that again so there's this thing of like what are you looking for when you're jumping relationship to relationship and it is okay to be sad that it is over it is okay to not be sad if it is over but taking that minute to really decide what's going on and I think that's why like (laughs) to jump back of like staying friends with your ex like the first girl I dated who might listen to this episode because she loves you so she might listen to this episode are we talking about Valentina's we are talking about Valentina's yes serve me that barbecue meat she doesn't work there anymore but um, I think about that of like I had known her since I was 20 didn't date her until I moved here which we did not move together which she takes to tell people which is not true so I won't take that sidebar I've never heard this story, and I'm enthralled, so we can parking lot this for happy hour. Um, But I think about, like, us breaking up and having had been good friends before we dated. And now, like, the last four years, it's been weird. Like, we haven't had a chance to, like, sit and talk about it. I see her here and there. Right. She'll call me when she goes back to Connecticut. Like, she lives here in Austin. Right. Like, she'll go back to Connecticut and run into mutual friends of ours, and she'll, like, call me with them on the phone. Right. So, like, what are, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand this. So, it's, like, that, too, of, like, trying to remain cordial with people you've dated who were your friend, and I was, like, this weird energy of like how do where do we where do we go from here right because now i have to retrain my brain not to like want to hold your hand not to want to kiss you not to want to do all these things that we were doing romantically right and when we broke up she's like i just need to be single right now i feel like you just came out i mean i want to make sure that you you know this is really who you are supported 
Then she went and jumped another relationship right after and was with that person for two years. And then I dated someone and she came back to me like, oh, I thought you being queer was a phase. And I was like, you as a queer person cannot say that. No, bitch. Yeah. Like she got real mad when I was dating the woman who's 11 years older than me. Yeah. Uh, and the person that I had a crush on from way back in the day who we don't mention because she's now engaged and ripped out my heart, which we'll talk about her in a minute. Girl. Um, she also got mad about that. She's like, you're really into her. I'm like, you don't get to tell me who I can and can't be into. We are no longer together. Girl. Just, just a lot of like still being very controlling. And I want people to understand that too. Like in friendships, you should your friendship should make you feel like you can be the most authentic version of yourself. You should right. not feel like you have to filter anything right. that you have to watch what you're saying, that they right. have to have control over you. Like that's not friendship. That's dictatorship. Right. That's a good call out though, because I feel like, especially for me over the last couple of years, I've become more out there. And mm-hmm. I think as we evolve as people and like relationships or anything, mm-hmm. like the thing that you needed when you were 21 is not when you needed 31. Amen. The person I was at 21, Woo! if I looked at him right now, I'd be like, bitch, what were you doing back then? Exploring, girl, I used to wear makeup to the clubs. I had an eyeshadow thing, but I was also doing musical theater. And it's like talking through like friendships mm-hmm. coming from Bible college and going into it as someone who was not out and who was basically, girl, if we were to talk about some fucked up relationships, like back in high school, the friends that outed me. And they were supposed to be, as we call them, our good Judys. But I remember, like, we spent all of our time together. And they basically leaked this thing to the point where the guy that I had, and this will be also interesting. It's always interesting because it's always the straight ones in high school that never want to say anything. But there's so much validity to it. Yeah. But, like, we had had something going on for five years. Like, five years, girl. And when we talk about, this is off the point, but, like, the virginity thing, like, losing virginity at a very, very young age mm. skewed kind of my view of relationships sure. because for a while that exchange was very, very sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we're friends, and yes, you're coming over to play video games and blah, 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 but, but also, we're coming over to Smash. Yeah. And, smash. like, that letting out basically flipped it around to where I then ran to religion because mm. I needed a safety and I needed something. And it's not to say I'm not still religious. Like, I believe in God. I think Christianity is bullshit because I feel like it's become this Western weapon yeah. that we can do whatever we want with I it. I believe in a higher power. I don't believe in organized religion. Amen. But going through Bible college and literally befriending hundreds, if not thousands, because I went to, like, Bible college in a mega church, giant church of thousands of people. Everyone knew who I was because I was in this school and the school is very small and mm-hmm. it was built around maybe 40 or 50 people striving to be worship leaders. The whole goal that they got me there was to put an album out. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I'll come if you'll help me put my first album out. But the minute I came out, the amount of people I still talk to or that will actually talk to me, I can probably count on two hands, wow. if not one of them. Yeah. And it's just kind of going back to what you said, like, knowing loss from a young age like the same thing like being going to funerals and seeing suicides in high school and my whole thing is being a gay kid in a country town and not being able to be out is like once i got older i wanted to build a platform around visibility like shit gets real like suicide should not be where it is and we should have had to go through like the it gets better time of our lives to then push us to where we are but like there are relationships that get sticky, they get weird, and just sometimes, like, unfortunately, there's one deciding factor that you can't change, but that it changes the entire thing. Yeah. And it's like, so this one thing that I can't control now means that you and I can't be, quote-unquote, family anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, bye. Like, 
I'm no stranger to loss. Like, if you don't want to stay, the door is there. Like, girl. Those are right moments there. I'm not mad about it. I think that is a great place to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about betrayal and friendships. Ooh. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're going to talk about, lastly, I guess, like, betrayal and friendship. Or, I guess what's really holding on to my heart right now mm. is the omission of information. Girl, I love that phrase. The omission of information. Because you didn't lie. But you also didn't tell me anything that I wanted to know. <clears throat> that you, is a sticky subject, though. Yeah. And you know I'm going to talk about the fact that the first girl I ever had a crush on who lived here, she lived in Austin. You're going to call her out? Or you're no. Just gonna, okay. No. We're She's not petty, happy right no now. No petty mayonnaise? No petty mayonnaise. Okay. She's happy. She's engaged. Wishing her nothing but the best. That actually, her breaking my heart taught me a lot of things. So I just take everything as a learning experience. Again, growth. Girl, 100% there with you. So this person knew I was into her strung me along mm. and the whole time either had a partner or was talking to someone else right she never thought of that i should know my friends didn't tell me and i think they were trying to do it from a place of safety like not one it was the first time i liked a girl like they didn't right. want to like break my heart but i mean trying to be easy just in case like it isn't yeah. what she's doing exactly yeah. and, like she's gonna come around she's gonna want the best for you and like yeah. she's gonna fall in love like the notebook bullshit story that yeah. really ever happens. Yeah. So, never happened. I was devastated. I mean, we bounced back here. I am. She almost switched back to teams. She was going to go back to the other team. You know. She listen, now identifies, though. Hearts, not parts. Living, hearts, not parts. Living for it. Listen, whatever works for me that week is how I feel. Anywho, yes. I think about that, like, with my friends. Because I was, like, very upset with my friends. Because I was like, you knew how right. I felt about her. And they're like, we didn't want to be the ones to tell you if she wasn't being shady. We didn't know if the relationship she was in is actually going to last, which that one didn't. But now she's in a new one. Right. Um, and then she ended up moving away, which was like fine. And actually, her and I grew into have a really, a really beautiful friendship in the time that she was here. And we got to see each other. Um, but I think about that too. Of like, I feel like people who are still friends with her don't know how to interact with me still. <laughs> like, we I'm need to build I'm them four, a toolkit, I'm girl. Four, I'm four years removed now. Like, I right. have. Seen plenty of people. I've done many things. She could give no wrong. fucks. Listen, she could still call once in a while. Uh, okay. If she wasn't engaged. <laughs> I mean. If she wasn't engaged. What's up, called, polyamory? I uh, not for me. We'll get that one day in a conversation. Okay. Um, Not for me at the present moment. I think the my views of it have changed over the years only because it goes back to kind of like what we're talking about is the evolution of someone, especially mid-20s, mid-30s to 40s, like, you don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think to pinhold yourself into one single relationship, not being able to grow in that relationship, because, mm -hmm. like, our career community, yes, it's very different. Yeah. Some people like to get peed on. Some people like to get beat with leather. Not going to Um Whatever you do celebrates you. Love, right. love yourself. Live your best life. Right. But the partner you're with may not want to explore that, mm -hmm. but being able to open love, and, like, I've always used this analogy with relationships. If you're able to get off to someone else with porn or whatever that may be, and that is not your partner at the time, to me, that is the same thing as getting your dick sucked by someone else. It is someone else pleasing you that is not your partner. Interesting. 
That'll be a whole different episode one day. I mean, that, that's, that I could be a little it, round table. Well, I, I take it as like... And that may change for me. Sure. That's just where I'm at now. Where I am currently in my life is I have been a secondary partner to someone. Right. It wasn't like done correctly. Okay. She was very bad in the way she handled things. Right. But as a person who was often felt like I wasn't enough. It doesn't help. It does not help. No, and it cuts And that that's kind of why deeper. my ex and I broke up because not going to tell you which one. <laughs> There's a couple different exes who wanted to be poly, and that's not for me. Um, and I talked to them about that. I'm like, right. I tried it with one of them. wasn't for me. Right. The other one, I wasn't willing to try because I had tried it already, and it wasn't for me. And I was like, I get it. It's something you want to do. Right. Um, but I think I think this really ties in of, like, why I don't want to do it is because I I feel like I have so many beautiful platonic relationships that I don't feel it in my current life that I need a secondary partner or I not even that like I don't think I need to have more than one partner right and I think it's because I do life with so many people already right that like if there's a person I want to be romantically attached to slash with it's I want to do that stuff with you and just you true and I also would feel bad of like having no one it's like to be someone's other partner or another partner of like Feeling like I miss out on things if I'm not there with you. Like, you could go and, like, like the person who I was seeing who was in a poly relationship, her other partner didn't, like, slam poetry, but I did. So that's what we did. Like, we went to slam. We would go, like, we'd go play pickleball, which I love pickleball. I don't even know what that is. It's the game TJ's mom, like, taught us. It's, like, tennis with racquetball. Uh, Oh, the Mormons (laughs) in there. Okay. They got good snacks and good games. They do. Anyway, pickleball is great. They have a legend of pickleball. There's a pickleball court on the east side of Boston, by the way. Anyway. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like that, like, I thought about that of, like, I did that stuff with her, but there's other stuff that she did with her other partner that we didn't get to do because it was like their thing to do. Right. Which your girl, your girl likes some, your girl loves theater. Would have loved to go see a play, but that's what her partner wanted to do. So right. I just feel like it's for me what I have seen of poly or non-monogamous relationships is like this is just what I've experienced. I don't know, and I don't want to offend anyone. It's just like I would, I would feel like I would always be like trying to like old school operator fit things in. You're like, let me move this over yeah. here. Let's connect this line. Yeah. Who's on line you gotta, four? You got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, right. there was just like all these things that were going, there's too many moving parts for me. It's um, hard. And it's already like, I'm already making time for work stuff. Right. Me trying to build my little Oprah empire here. Yes. My romantic relationships, all the adult things I still have to do, like work and paying bills and shit. Right. And then you want me to also add in another partner who I want to make sure I'm feeding their needs at the same time. Like, I just feel like right now as a person, I can't do all that, and I don't want to feel like I'm not good enough. And my friends who who are in nominal relationships have explained to me that's not what it is, and I 100% get that. Right. But right now, for me, that's not what I want. And I think it's hard. I think you've got to find somebody, because I'm for it, not against it, but I could not be in it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's finding a partner that celebrates you. Yeah. And, like, I think what I've struggled in past relationships, and then also friendships, like, if I don't feel empowered and that kind of what you said earlier, like, and it's Marilyn Monroe at her best. Like if you don't, if you can't handle me at my worst and in my days when I'm crazy, like you don't deserve me at my best. And I've, I've lived through that and by that for so many years, because yes, there are days that I'm a crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. There are days that work has been hard. The extra stuff that I do has been hard. I'm tired. I'm cranky. And sometimes I just need to be, 
tired. I need to be cranky. I need to be bitchy. I need to be able to vent. And like the people that I count myself lucky enough to have to be able to do that, mm-hmm. those are people that are they're rooted in my life. Like mm-hmm. I can come to you and I say, Hey, I have this issue. You can help me unbox it and we talk yeah. about it. Like Brad and Matt, all these people I can do that with. Ninety nine percent of the people in my life, no. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, as you grew up. You have friends and you have people who you know. Right. Yeah. Not everybody gets to sit at your table. Whew. Uh, the that. table also has only so many seats. So back to the MySpace top eight. But there's also there's also a thing of, like, I know what I have to offer, but I'm so I'm not afraid to eat alone. It's true. It's so very true. I. And it's interesting. Something you said earlier that made me think, like, we go through these relationships, friendships and, like, platonic and romantic, but, mm. like, there's so much beauty that comes from pain and sometimes you have to go through the hardest things to one take a step back reanalyze the situation there are always things that each person could have done differently like the blame is never on one single person right um but through that destruction like like our phoenix you rise yeah my angel said still i rise it's tattooed on my body for a reason and it's the good things like even <sighs> thinking about like you were talking about earlier like finding out things and people just shutting you off like the ex that i ended up losing through that friendship thing it ate at me for so long and for me like there was this feeling of that i wasn't good enough and mm. even when we were dating it's like with what happened previous it's like you want to get in a relationship with me but this is where it started yeah. like am I going to be enough for you? And like, we share different interests. Like he's super athletic. I'm a bigger dude. I don't mind being athletic and I like getting out and doing stuffing and like working out. But what he was going to need down the road, I think terrified me. And that's Mm. eventually while I broke it up. And like, we tried to be friends later and then he ghosted. And like, I've told you before, like I hit a pretty, pretty low in my life of like job stuff went crazy. Relationships were going crazy. I was going through like all the mat and, John stuff like when I moved out and I needed him to be there and he yeah. wasn't and like I'd reached out multiple times and nothing to the point where like yes I did have that and I don't know why we call them crazy white girl moments because I think they're just crazy moments in general but like I sent a text that wasn't the greatest sure. and it wasn't crazy but it was just like basically like fuck you like I really need you you said you'd still be there we were friends like why have you ghosted me Yeah. and it's been hard moving past that and it took probably until this November and this was years ago, but like seeing him, it still hurts. Seeing him happy makes me happy, but it's also that longing of wanting to be there mm. and wanting to be part of it. But like he stayed here. He finally came out. I was dating him when he wasn't out, mm-hmm. which I think I was remember. also, was also another part of it. Like we would be in the car holding hands and we would get to a stoplight and he would pull away from me. And like, it was continually feeding me that I wasn't good enough. Mm. And I was like, where I was at that time between like, Coming out, Bible college, was I supposed to be gay? Is it okay to be gay? And that whole thing, like, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Um, but it's finally been through, like, soul-searching the last couple months and, like, just sitting down at the piano and, like, using music as therapy and stuff and just realizing, like, we split ways. I wish you nothing but the best. Right. Same thing you said with your ex. Like, I'm so excited at the journey he's got to have mm-hmm. and that he has been able to root in Austin. He plays sports here he has what seems to be a really great friend group yeah i just hate that i don't get to be a part of it but i also removed myself from the situation and at the end of the day i had to remind myself like you broke up with him yeah and you said no yeah and i know that like through one of my best friends that's still friends with both of us like he still carries that and i hate that he carries that like i never want to hurt someone at the end of the day even if it means 
me taking on more pain. Like if yeah. I can deal with it instead of hurting someone in a friendship or anything, like I'll normally be that, which isn't healthy at all. Yeah. And I've had to learn that, especially as I've gotten older into my thirties, no. like sometimes you just got to cut it. Like yeah. it sucks for both ends, but you have to do what's going to push you forward. And also yeah. that's going to help you survive because if you've used all of your energy and your glass is empty, like, what do you have to give? Yeah. What do you have to give into a relationship? Like, what do you carry over? Yeah. And it, it makes me think a little bit about my friend Tasha, who you met, and how, like, that girl was like my sister. Right. Like, you couldn't tell me shit about Tasha. Um, and over the last two years, we haven't spoken at all, I don't think. I haven't talked Which to her. Which is mind-blowing. I know. Um, You're in-fucking-separable. I know. My, oh, my younger brother... He was like, you two are the same person. Like, I don't understand how you two don't talk anymore. Agreed. Um, but, I mean, again, people drift apart, and she was dating someone, and we grew apart as she was in that relationship, and then they broke up, and then she essentially was like, you were never there. You never rooted me on. You weren't in my – you weren't – you didn't have my back. And, you know, we had already survived, air quotes – when she dated a person who I hated. I hated one of her old partners. Ooh. And I was still like, hey, I don't like your partner. I don't think they really like me. Right. I'm going to remove myself because I know our friendship is stronger than this. And either I'll get past my shit or your partner will get past their shit or y'all will break up and we'll Girl. be fine. And we survived that. Like, they broke up and her and I picked right back off where we were. And so, like, now two, I haven't talked to her in almost two years. And it's one of those things of, like, so much good stuff has happened in my life and in hers. Right. And the fact that we don't get to share that and talk about it. And I think of that as betrayal. Like, you didn't give me the benefit of the doubt to want to move forward with you, to give me a chance to apologize if that's what you needed to hear or work right. through what we had or what have you. And it was just like, she blocked me on Instagram. Don't know why. We... Uh, don't text. Like, I sent her a text, I think, last year because I was going to go home for a holiday. And then I didn't end up going because I didn't reach back out. But right. I'm I'm always constantly feeling like I have to be the bigger person because, I, like I said, I'll apologize if it means I can save shit. Um, but, like, to know that, like, it just feels like she doesn't give a shit right. about what is going on. And it's that thing, too. Like, in friendship, betrayal was or, like, emotion, omission of information of, like, you didn't give me the chance to tell me right. that I was being awful or that you felt X, Y, and Z. You just, again, and everyone's, you're, everybody is able to be like, hey, I'm just done. Right. But when I asked you about it and you tell me I didn't do this, I'm like, you also didn't tell me what you needed. So I can't fix a thing you didn't tell me was broken. Right. And with our track record, I thought we would be fine. Like we had already, again, another one, we went through the fire and we came on the other side. So I never right. understood this thing of like, Hey, no, I'm just done. And I think that's a really big thing of, like, when we think of friendship betrayal, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, someone told a secret, someone broke your trust. It could just be, like, the the betrayal for me, the, the biggest one for me has been that omission of information. Of like, you didn't tell me that I was doing this. You didn't give me a chance to fix it. Right. You put me in this category that you needed me to be untrustworthy or disloyal in order to justify the fact that you wanted to end this. If you were just like, hey, I don't want to be friends anymore, that's I could live with that. Right. But just like this whole like, no, we're done, but this is why we're done, 
and I don't want to give you a chance to fix it. Like that's really hard for me too. It's frustrating. And I went to, I went through something like that with a friend as well. Like, and that quiet space, white noise, whatever we want to call it, like that omission Mm -hmm. and them not being vocal, like me and this girl were friends for so long. And like we met when she moved here, I'd recently come out. So like she was part of a lot of my coming out journey And, like, we did musical theater with each other. We acted with each other. So we were always around. And, like, I'd been through her first marriage with her when she first moved here. I went through her with her divorce, being one of her closest friends here. I then went through other relationships. And being the person, like, when shit went wrong, her and I, like, I would drop things just to make sure she was okay. Yeah. And she finally, she found someone. They're happy. They ended up getting married. And, like, what sucked is I had just started a new job. And this was, like, two years ago. And looking at where my events were going to fall, it was not smart to step away. And I I hated not going. She was having a wedding in France. This is another one. If she listens to it, so be it. Like, And it's one of those things, like, I hated not being able to go. And I understood that it hurt and it sucked at the end of the day. But I needed her to understand from a survival standpoint of a brand new job after not having a job for six months, like... I had to make sure I lined everything up. You're, you're going to delegate obligations. Like, yeah. I have to say, and it, had I gone, I would have fucked up work. I probably would have got fired just because I would have been gone for two weeks during the busiest time of our year. Yeah. And there was that ripple of, like, I knew it hurt on both sides. It just sucked. And what's come from that is she has no communication with me anymore. Mm. Like, I was reading through text a couple weeks ago because we would always wish each other, like, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year and stuff if we weren't around each other. And I was scrolling through three or four texts that I had sent her, no response. And I just, I took that second and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put energy into this. Like I understood that it sucked and I apologized. But if the foundation of everything we had for eight or nine years wasn't good enough to have this one mistake, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put energy into a relationship that it feels like that I was just the only one putting into. Like, it's unfair, but it's also like if it hurt that bad that me not going to your wedding was going to be the turning point, you then needed to tell me that. Right. And we would have figured it out. I would have had to work from fucking Spain or France, wherever. I'm not geographically sound. but From Europe. (laughs) It was just one of those things. Like, if it was really going to be this big thing that it was going to be the end of the friendship, you should have told me that. Yeah. And we could have worked on it. But, like, for you basically then just to make the thing, like, you're too busy. Like, I've never believed that. As someone who, even in his early 20s, like, I worked 40, 50 hours a week and also did musical theater on top of it and multiple shows. Like, you will always make time for those that you want to make time for. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. You always make time for those you want to make time for. That's true. Okay. Anything you want to talk about as we start to wrap up? Any events you want to shout out, organizations, websites? Um, the one thing that I will say that I'm working on right now is a lot of my life has been building kind of this employee resource group ecosystem the past year. Like last year I launched an LGBTQ plus called the House of GPJ. Um it's around pushing boundaries at my agency. We've had lots of wins. We actually just introduced pronouns into signatures Yay. a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had their first pride logo after a hundred years. But one of the things that came through that is I'm actually partnering with the chamber of commerce here, the LGBT chamber of commerce mm-hmm. to build an employee resource group model in a box. And the whole thing around it that. is 
we want to help companies start them. We understand that there are a lot of work. You have your job, but we want to build basically a model that will launch you six months in. It'll help you do everything. We'll have people help you create logos and all that, but it's a tool to lean on. But also on the flip side, we want to start creating an ecosystem to sustain employee resource groups because, yes, it is hard. But when you start sharing the education pieces we have, also the connections, I think we can then start changing Austin because, yes, it starts in the workplace, but unless we're doing community work, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And then the last question I'm going to ask you before we leave, what is the best piece of advice you were ever given or what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? If it's exactly with the topic that we talked through, and I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw it was in a Medea movie, but it's the analogy around or the metaphor around people are like the seasons. Like some people come for a season, they stay for a couple seasons in your life, but the people that really choose to be in your life are like trees and they root down. And even when branches and stuff grow, those roots are so deep that they choose to stay versus leaving when it's convenient or when it gets too cold or hot. So be a root people choices, (laughs) choices and options. I will be sure to link all the stuff in the show notes and that's it for this week's episode of the tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on the Instagram at the tea with Brie. Send me an email at the tea with Brie at gmail.com and visit the website, the tea with Brie podcast.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This week's episode was recorded at Capital Factory in downtown Austin, Texas. And a special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music. And I will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Peace.